This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio today with Graham Williams. Got uh, lots to talk about on today's program. Of course, we'll be uh, telling you about what's streaming on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon. Some cool new shows and movies. We'll also be doing our top five as we always do. This time it's the top five apps to help you have a better morning. And uh, you might have heard in the news uh, about uh, a fitness app that actually has been uh, revealing secret military base locations around the world. Well, we have uh, an expert online to uh, explain how that all is happening uh, as well. Lots uh, in the news uh, this uh, week, Graham. Uh, Google, with their app store, has taken down 700,000 bad Android apps in 2017. So there are lots of different types of these apps. Some, you know, some of them are just simply apps that are uh, grabbing your contact information and sending them off to servers. Uh, some of them are using your phone as cryptocurrency miners. Some of them are actively malware. So they were basically locking you out of your phone until you paid someone in Bitcoin in order to get the uh, access to your phone back. Uh, you know, nearly what, three quarters of a million uh, apps taken down in 2017. Google has a problem here. It kind of does, and uh, they're saying that's uh, 70% more than in 2016. A quarter of a million of those uh, apps are impersonating apps or copying other apps. Yeah, and this is a, something that, I mean, Apple has a review process, which is good. It's not perfect. We've seen a number of impersonating apps uh, on the uh, Apple App Store as well. So this is something that everyone is dealing with. But with Google, it's so quick and so easy to clone the assets of an app, uh, to clone an app itself. So it's basically you're almost taking the source code, adding something that is nefarious into it, and then uploading it to the App Store. Um, in a lot of cases, these apps are uploaded for free, where the uh, the real app costs money. So people default to the free app, and they end up getting with this malicious payload. Um, this is something where, I mean, there are sort of two philosophies, right? Apple's philosophy of this, uh, you know, you can only install apps that go through the app store is called the walled garden. Um, you know, Google's is more, sort of more of a, a freeform thing. And this freeform thing, you know, as much as it is this sort of utopian experience of being able to install whatever you want, um, we're seeing it doesn't really work from a consumer safety standpoint. So while you might feel free, uh, you're actually in quite a bit of danger from these, uh, these fake apps. Yeah, I wonder if that's uh, going to be an issue here in 2018. You think uh, they'd be learning by now? that it's only increasing the amount of apps they have to take down every and, year. And I, I look at Google and I say, okay, at this point, you know, you have the, you have 80% of the market share. Um, you know, Apple is making uh, you know, a ton of money on that 20%, but surely you're making enough money here that you can reinvest in your team and, uh, and do a better job for consumers. So I look directly at Google. This is a challenge for 2018. I'm saying to you guys, do better for Android users out there. Mario Kart, Nintendo, Coming to smartphones, uh, Nintendo's been notorious for not uh, publishing their games to Android or iOS. They always like to keep it to their platforms. Uh, we saw uh, Mario come, uh, what's it, Mario Run? Super Mario Run, Run. yeah. yeah. Uh, that was last year. Mm -hmm. uh, Mario Kart apparently coming now. Yeah, so we've seen three Nintendo apps in the last year. Uh, the first one being Super Mario Run, which you got the first few levels for free, and then if you wanted to play the rest of the game, uh, it was uh, $9.99, so not an inexpensive game. Uh, the second one was Fire Emblem Heroes, which is uh, free to play, uh, but it's uh, a type of game known as a, known as a gotcha game, where basically you're looking to um, get in-game currency, which you can also buy in-game currency, 
um, to get new characters. And then there was also uh, Animal Crossing Campground, um, which is, is free, but also has sort of a, a freemium, freemium experience where you can buy tickets to get new stuff for your campground as you decorate it. So Mario Kart coming is going to be kind of interesting because uh, how are they going to monetize it? They've said already that they didn't make enough money on Super Mario Run, but Fire Emblem Heroes has been making a ton of money for them. So it's really this uh, this mobile model, you know, paying for coins and things in game uh, in order to get an advantage. And the question is, are they going to do that with uh, Mario Kart or are they going to have that pay once and play forever type of model? I guess it's tough for them. You know, their business model is predicated around uh, their intellectual property, their characters, Mario, Donkey Kong, uh, you know, Kirby, all these little guys. Uh, and if they start publishing these games onto other platforms, that could potentially take away people from buying their hardware, like the Nintendo uh, Switch and and what have you. Well, I mean, and the Switch actually is probably the most popular console that they've had in the last decade. It's actually outsold the Wii U in less than a year. Um, and I think Nintendo's philosophy here has been to give people a bit of a taste. So you uh, basically give them, you know, a little bit of Super Mario on their phone, you get them a little bit of Mario Kart on their phone, and it's good, but it's not amazing. So hopefully that drives you to go buy a Switch, which... If you're out there and you like video games, go buy a Switch. They're fantastic and they're back in stock, finally. You have one. I have one. And honestly, it's the best video game system I've owned in a very long time. I love my PlayStation 4. I think it's fantastic. The Switch is wonderful. It's this great system that plugs into your TV, and then you can pull it out and you know use it like a Game Boy. The, the controllers snap onto the sides, and you can take it anywhere. Uh, it's great on the plane. It's got a little stand on the back, so you can stand it down, and you know, you've basically got a controller in each hand. It's, it's, kind of the, it's the coolest video game system out there. Let's talk about Apple Watch. Uh, there are many uh, app, apps enabled for the Apple Watch, but uh, now, like Twitter, Amazon, and Google Maps, before it, Slack is ditching their dedicated Apple Watch app. I think this is a great idea. I looked at a lot of these apps and went, why do you have a dedicated app here? The Apple Watch has kind of, the philosophy has matured over the course of the last two or three years. It is the best smartwatch on the planet. You know, I will challenge anyone on that one. Um, it is the, the most robust ecosystem. It has the best notifications. But that's exactly what this is for. It's to let you leave your phone in your pocket most of the time. But if you're looking to actually interact with someone, unless it's a very simple interaction, you know, you should use your phone. Uh, interactions on Slack tend to be more deep, right? You want to respond to someone with, uh, with uh, a, a longer message. And yes, you can use Siri to do that, but I haven't found that to be terribly successful. No. So it's like, I, I'm looking at Twitter, I'm looking at Slack and going, great, don't waste the resources on this. Um, you know, keep that notification model that you've got um, on the Apple Watch. So I can see who's talking to me, but I don't necessarily want to respond to them outside of a brief thumbs up or uh, just a dismissing the notification. Yeah, it's interesting with the Apple Watch. I, when I first got mine, I, I for the first month or so, I just thought, why, why am I wearing this? Because I hadn't worn a watch for twenty years, but now I can't live without it. Yeah, um, I love the whole health aspect. It's got you know the activity monitor, the heart rate monitor. Uh, I use it to monitor my sleep at night now as well, and it's been invaluable. I don't get enough sleep, by the way. <laughs> um, and the notifications are fantastic uh, as well. But you know, any of these dedicated apps, just. I've never used them. I just use it for the notifications. I love Apple Maps, how it integrates with it. You know, when I'm driving, uh, I don't have to look at the phone in any way. I get little, um, you know, uh, vibrations on my watch when I need to turn. And there's two distinct vibrations, yes. right? There's a, there's like the dot, 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 which is turn right. And there's like dot, 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 which is turn left. 
it's kind of a it's a really neat thing. It's actually helped. Yeah, I, I didn't think it would. I thought that was crazy, but no, <laughs> I I love that when I'm I'm using it for GPS now. And I mean, Apple's philosophy is that you want they want you to use the smallest device for the most basic task and sort of move up as you need to. So for your notifications, use your watch to reply to them. Use your phone to do you know more creative work and more consumptive work. Use your iPad and to do something that is heavy duty, use your you know your MacBook or your uh, your iMac. So it's sort of this philosophy of you know basically trying to keep people in the ecosystem and sliding them upwards as the devices need more attention. So I think Apple Watch, smart thing, native apps for certain things, navigation, music, uh, exercise. But if you actually need to interact with someone, use your phone, use your iPad. Why do you think the the Google side with Android Wear hasn't taken off with, uh, you know, Google Android watches, smartwatches? It it comes down to fragmentation, right? When you take a look at this, there is really no consistency across the platform. And people love to say, well, I love customization and I love to have something that's unique and completely me. But the problem is that when you're looking at a mass market piece like this, you need a certain degree of homogenization so that people can develop for it. App developers out there can develop things for Apple Watch. Um, They can't necessarily develop things for, you know, uh, Android Wear because there is just so much uh, So many different versions of those watches because they have like circular faces, they have square faces. Like, how do you design for that? How do you standardize? And so, I mean, that's a, that's a real challenge. We have seen some successful pieces in that, but by far, I mean, there really isn't a smartwatch market. It's a lot like the iPad. There's not really a tablet market. There's an iPad market. There isn't really a smart, smartwatch market. There's mostly an Apple Watch market. So, I mean, they've actually, they're outselling Rolex at this point. They are, you know, people keep saying, well, it was a flop. It actually is probably one of the most, it's the, the number one selling watch in the world. Yeah, that's not, that? that's not a flop. That's a, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> so as much as people kind of wanted it to fail, it's, it's here and it's here to stay. Well, we still have lots more to talk about on today's program. Uh, we do have our Hot 5 uh, apps coming up in a, a little while. It's Hot 5 uh, apps to help you have a better morning. Uh, we've got some great shows and movies coming out on Netflix, Amazon, uh, and Crave uh, TV. So we'll give you the lowdown on that. And also uh, a fitness app that has basically helped reveal a bunch of secret military locations, whether they want it to be revealed or not. But uh, Graham, uh, I think uh, we want to uh, give some love to our iPhone users out there iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. So this week's iPhone tip of the week is for anyone who's using Siri with their phone or their tablet. It's something that we've proven actually works in our own devices in the App Show Test Lab. The tip retrain Siri from a distance so that she can understand you from across the room. So many of us, when we got our phones, we trained Siri for the first time saying, hey Siri, um, by uh, keeping our phones in our hand. But when we try to invoke Siri, we're invoking Siri from across the room. Or it's in our pocket. Or it's in our pocket. Yes. Um, so the idea here is to train Siri again, but put the phone about three to four feet away, flat down on a table, because the acoustics of how that table is affecting the microphones actually affects how you invoke Siri. So put the phone down, go through the Siri training process again from three to four feet away, and you'll actually find that Siri is more responsive. So that's this week's iPhone tip of the week. Retrain Siri from a distance. When we come back from the break, is your fitness app broadcasting to the world where you're running? It probably is. We'll give you the lowdown on that. You're listening to The App Show with Mike and Graham and Christina. We'll be back after this. Well, if you've been following the news uh, on fitness trackers, uh, it was uh, revealed uh, this week that Strava, a very popular uh, Social network fitness app for uh, the fitness-minded uh, uh, works with uh, devices uh, like Fitbit and Jawbones. Uh, was revealing, uh, I guess, information on uh, the people that uh, use it, and that included uh, a lot of military uh, professionals, soldiers, uh, uh, 
and and agents around the world. You could actually see on a, a heat map uh, where runners would be going around uh, bases in Afghanistan, uh, also the uh, the U- uh, UK nuclear uh, submarine base uh, as well. On the line, uh, we've uh, got our guest, Dr. Walter Dorn. He's a professor at the Royal Military College of Canada and Canadian Forces College. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Dr. Dorn. Good to be with you, Mike. Sure. So how much of a problem is this? Uh, I know, uh, you know, privacy settings uh, are important for uh, people to look over when they're wearing, you know, these types of wearable devices, but it looks like that a number of military installations were revealed around the world. Yeah, the device provides aggregated, uh, anonymized data. That's the Strava um, fitness uh, application. And this uh, data, even though you might think that you don't know which soldier is where, uh, does reveal some bases and some sites that were secret and now uh, can be guessed at by the fact that there are uh, people running regular patterns or or walking regular patterns or biking them. You can tell by the speed. Um, And they can be um, revealing to the outside world things and places that might otherwise not be known, and that is a potential security risk. You know, I'm looking online here at some of these uh, these maps of these bases. There's there's one here in Iraq, a U.S. base. Uh, it's been nicknamed the base perimeter by U.S. runners who use it. There's also another big one in Kandahar, Af- uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, called Sniper uh, Alley. And again, you can see exactly where uh, the soldiers are basically doing their their fitness routines. Uh, is is this a, a wake up call for for the military? Well, if the Canadian military asks um, its personnel to turn off their geolocation devices when they are uh, going on mission abroad. Uh, that is the ones that aren't approved by the military or, or actually owned by the military. Um, so in the case of the U.S., there may be some soldiers who aren't uh, doing that, and I think the U.S. military will come down much more strongly on, on that issue. It becomes even more dangerous if the data becomes available through hacking or through espionage or other means so that the uh, some foreign power can find out which soldier is is going where at what time right now as i say it's aggregated anonymized data that we're looking at um it's not as dangerous when you're just looking at a compound in, inside a base you you know they um You can see where people are walking in the base, but they're not so vulnerable because the uh, attackers uh, will will not be able to penetrate the base so easily uh, because of the fortifications. But what's more concerned uh, is that if there are soldiers who are going between two bases and on the road, they might be particularly vulnerable. And if there's a sense that this is a frequently used road or that two military installations are connected and they frequently take a certain road, that becomes more dangerous because uh, there could be attackers waiting in ambush. Uh, do you have any sense of, uh, you know, the if this was a problem for Canadian forces? You know, I see there's a lot of stories about uh, U.S. bases, uh, United Kingdom, even some, some Russian bases as well. Did we see that as much with uh, Canada? I don't have any data on that. And, and as I mentioned, the, the rule is that those kind of devices, Fitbits and others, uh, have to be uh, turned off uh, or their geolocation service uh, turned off so that, um, that it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be a problem. There may be some cases where 
where there was some information revealed. But of course, we don't have um, um, very many secret bases or installations that, w- that we're concerned about, unlike the United States. We're talking uh, with Dr. Walter Dorn. He's a professor at the Royal Military College of Canada and Canadian Forces uh, College. You know, as we see more of these uh, connected devices and wearables uh, introduced into society and, and just the mass uh, uh, adoption, um, you know, do you think this will be a, a larger problem uh, in the future? Will there have to be some heavy regulation? Yeah, the, the, the big data is is revolutionizing the way the world is run. And it means that people have to be extra careful if they want to keep uh, their activities um, unknown. And so there's um, so much um, data that's out there that could be exploited by people who want to do wrongdoing. And um, that requires um, extra measures uh, by others to be vigilant. So just think of the Google application telling where the locations of specific individuals are. If that data were ever to be hacked, there would be a tremendous amount of exploitable data that um, that, that people would never want to have fall into the wrong hands. Um, and of course, we we, can, we know that you can um, look into credit card information and other things if, if you're hacking into uh, the online system. So uh, we live in a world of uh, great opportunity, but also great vulnerability. Thanks to Dr. Dorn for helping us out today. Let's uh, throw some love over to our Android friends uh, out there. Android Tip of the Week. Make the most of your Android smartphone. If you've looked longingly at the Pixel 2 with your existing Android phone and you want to have some of those great new features, in the past you've had to root your phone, but now there's a great new app which you can sideload onto your phone called Rootless Pixel Launcher 3.0, and it will give you the... uh, Pixel 2 uh, widget app for the calendar as well as uh, portrait mode on the calendar. So to do that, you're going to download Rootless Pixel Launcher 3.0 and sideload it onto your phone. You'll need to enable unknown sources in the settings. Uh, So basically hit security, lock screen and security and toggle on unknown sources. From there, download the new launcher, launch it, and you'll have the ability to uh, select the Pixel Launcher, set it to always, and get those cool Pixel 2 features. So... Upgrade your phone to Pixel 2 with Rootless Pixel Launcher 3.0. When we come back from the break, the Hot 5, the Hot 5 apps to help you have a better morning. Stay tuned. We're back with the app show. We still have uh, many more apps to talk about on today's program. Of course, uh, we'll uh, talk about uh, the weekly crazy app. Uh, We'll also be chatting about what's streaming on uh, places like Netflix, the hot new TV shows and uh, movies. Uh, And, uh, of course... uh, Game of the week uh, as well. Before we get to our hot five, Graham, what do we got for our Facebook tip of the week? Our Facebook tip of the week. Well, you've probably seen posts in the past few weeks where people are talking about Facebook having a new algorithm. So let's put an end to this right now. There is no new algorithm that's making your friends list smaller. But there are some ways for you to influence who's in your friend's feed. So Facebook prioritizes people that you chat with and the people that you elevate above the status of friend. Yes, you can actually have friends that are better than friends and they'll show up more often in your feed. So to keep up to date with these people, just tap on their profile, tap on the friends icon and tap edit friends list. Tap close friends to promote them up so that you see them more often or tap acquaintances so that you can see less of their stuff if they're a little too chatty. So that's this week's Facebook tip of the week. See more of your friend stuff by making them close friends. Well, uh, we're going to hit uh, my favorite uh, segment of the week. The Weekly App Hot 5. This week, it's uh, all about 
having a, a better morning. It's kind of a cool hot five. What do we got at uh, number five, Graham? Number five is the Economist Espresso. Now, this is available for iOS and for Android, and it is free. And it's a great way to get your morning news in an easily digestible briefing. So you can find out what to look for in business, finance, and politics in a really beautifully formatted way. I really like this app. We're talking about the hot fives for better mornings. Number four. We have Poncho, and this is for iOS. It is free, and this is a weather app. So this gives you personalized weather briefings, including a feature that would be very handy for Vancouverites. It's a bad hair day feature. We have so much humidity out here that uh, I know every once in a while I have a bit of a frizzy day, and I, I know it's a particular problem for Christina, so that's Poncho. There are a lot of weather apps out there. There really are. Well, Poncho, number four on our Hot 5 uh, morning apps. Number three, what do we have? Morning Routine. Now, this is $1.99, and it's available for iOS. And so if you ever need a little help keeping yourself on track in the morning, this app will do that by giving you some structure. So you can basically set your tasks and times. So you want to get get up, have your coffee first, start the shower, maybe go get the paper. Um, morning Routine will set up that morning routine for you. We're talking about the Hot 5 uh, apps for better mornings here on the App Show. Number two, love this one. Spotify. And so this is for iOS and for Android. Uh, it is available for free, but you can get a monthly subscription so you have a little bit more control over what's going on in the app. And this is a great all-around streaming music services uh, service, pardon me. but you can start your morning off with some very morning-friendly playlists. So a little good day sunshine or perhaps some good vibrations to get you kicking off. Um, they've teamed up with a music psychologist to build science-backed morning playlists so that you're not grumpy by the time you get to the office. I love Spotify and the playlist. It just makes... Uh enjoying music so much better because it helps you find songs that you might not have listened to before. Their Discover Weekly, uh, that playlist that they update every week, is actually creepily good at picking music that I love. Creepily good. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of like, (laughs) what do you know about me that I don't know? Well, the nice thing about Spotify as well is they do have the free service, uh, which I like. So you can actually try it out and uh, you don't have to pay for it like uh, a lot of the other subscription services. I've actually swung in the other direction. I bought the family pack and so I've got a bunch of friends kicking in with that. You're supposed to all live in the same house. So apparently we do. How do you get away with that? Don't they check the IP address? We lie. You lie. Uh, is it five or six now? It's six now. It is, eh? Yeah, yeah. For 15 bucks. For 15 bucks a month. You get some like-minded people together. You can have uh, some shared playlists. It's actually pretty cool. How do you collect money from them? Um, usually through coffee. You buy me a coffee this week. <laughs> you buy me a coffee next week. <laughs> well, I mean, with the, with the price of a latte, I actually make a, make off like a bandit on this. Uh, it's not bad, right? Because it's 15 bucks a month for yeah. six. Yeah. For six users. And for just one user, it's 10. Yeah. So why wouldn't you do this? Anyway, Spotify is going to be giving us a call. A lot of extended families out there now. (laughs) We're talking about the Hot 5 apps to help you have a better morning. And uh, what do we got at number one, Graham? The last one here is Alarmy. And this is for iOS and for Android. It's free and it's the cruelest app in our list because you won't have an excuse to hit the snooze button. In order to turn the alarm off, you have to get up and take a picture of a household item or solve a math problem. Whoa, 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 whoa. Step back here. Yeah. What? Yeah. It, you have to take a picture of something. So you, you identify something previously the night before, and then you have to go and take a picture of it. Uh, <laughs> or you have to solve a math problem. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of differential calculus. So good that I actually took it twice. Um, <laughs> Do you define the math problem, or does it give you... I think it gives you the math problem on the, on, on the, on the fly. So, Oh, my God. That is, that is amazing. <laughs> if you're particularly cruel, install this on a friend or family member's phone, uh, specifically if they're not good at math. Or getting up in the morning. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the challenges that I know a few uh, family member members and friends have in getting up. They just basically 
turn the alarm off. They're like still sleeping and they can do this. Yeah. And, it's, and so this thing will just keep going. I, I've actually, you know, I've seen people in the past who they can, they can swap the snooze button without looking in the middle of their phone. So. Oh my God, I yeah. love it. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Alarm me. That was the hot five apps for better mornings. Uh, let's uh, see what you've uh, got for game of the week, Graham. Uh, the game of the week this week is Dandara. So this is a platforming and exploring game that draws from classics like Nintendo's Metroid and Konami's Castlevania in a genre that was mashed together, and it's known as a Metroidvania game. So in this game, you play a mythical warrior as she's awakened to find the world out of balance. Like many of these games, you'll increase your skills and your powers uh, by exploring and beating new bosses, and that will let you beat tougher enemies and explore more places as you sort of cruise towards the end of the game. The exciting thing about this is the game actually has a smart camera system that changes the shape of the level and how you see it based on Dendar's perspective. It's a very deep app with tens of hours of gameplay and replay- replayability, and that definitely shows in the price tag because Dendara is available for iOS at $20.99. It's pricey for most mobile games, but actually has more content than a lot of console games out there, which are usually three times the price, so I think it's worth the cost. So that's this week's Game of the Week, Dendara. I don't mind paying the money if I don't have to keep doing in-app purchases or watch you know, advertisements. Uh, I love the game Angry Birds. They've got a whole bunch of different ones out there. And I have to buy new levels with coins all the time now. Mm-hmm. And I have to buy more coins. I just want to pay 10 bucks or 20 bucks, whatever the price, so that I don't have to keep going through all that mumbo-jumbo. The thing that gets me, I actually, I recommended Words with Friends uh, 2 a few weeks ago. Yes. And I've been playing it, and it's actually, it's gotten worse as I played it, because it used to be you'd play a match, and you'd see an ad at the end. I'm starting to see ads between every single turn now. It's actually really turning oh, me off the oh, game. Oh, they got you. And, and well, that's the thing, is you you can't pay to get rid of the, I, I pay them five bucks to get rid of the ads. I'm never going to click on any of these ads. I'm never going to download any of the crap that they're trying to sell me right now, and I'm not going to buy their coins. I pay you five bucks to make this stuff go away. App developers, developers out there, come on, give us the opportunity. It's like Smurf berries. Smurf berries. I don't want your Smurf berries. <laughs> I just want the Smurfs. Uh, yeah, I wish uh, a lot of that would go away. When we come back from the break, we still have a lot more to talk about here on the app show. We will be uh, chatting about uh, some of the cool movies and TV shows that are going to be available on the streaming services. Uh, We'll also have our streaming and crazy apps of the week, so stay tuned. You're listening to the app show here on the Chorus Radio Network with Mike and Graham. Stay tuned. Weekly crazy. You are back with the app show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. Still lots more to talk about on today's program. Stay tuned for the crazy app of the uh, week and what's streaming. But uh, let's find out the streaming app of the week right now. What do you have, Graham? The streaming app of the week for this week is Mubi. So this is M-U-B-I. And it's an app that curates movies for you daily, providing 30 movies for you to, for you to view. But it adds one every day and it takes one away every day. So there are only ever 30 movies on this service. It kind of cuts down on the analysis paralysis that you get with Netflix and the thousands of options that are available there. And it gives you things from Forgotten Gems to festival fresh cinema, to cult classics, to award-winning masterpieces. And within the 30, there are some uh, specially programmed smaller curations like uh, double features, film retrospectives, spotlights on major film festivals, and some very long-running themes like you know horror and classics. So there's something new to watch or download every single day that should keep your interest in film peaked. And in the movie community, you can rate, review, discuss, and uh, find out who else has some deliciously obscure cinematic tastes. It's multi-platform, so you can watch it on your PC, your Mac, Android, iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, Samsung Smart TV, and yes, of course, Roku. I love it. I wish they had this when video stores were around. Remember you go into a video store and, and you just 
you'd be in there for days. Yeah. You know, actually, let's give a shout out right now to Black Dock Video in Vancouver. They're on Commercial Drive, and it's still a video store where you can go in and get personalized recommendations. They're actually kind of cool people. I hope they stick around. Yeah. That was the streaming app of the week. Let's see what's happening on Netflix and the others. Streaming this week. Graham, there's a a lot of stuff uh, to go through here. Let's uh, start uh, with Netflix and... 24 Legacy. Six months ago, former director of CTU Rebecca Ingram launched an assault on the compound of Ibrahim Ben Kli. I'd like to acknowledge the many dedicated people at CTU and the six army rangers who risked their lives to stop Bin Khalid from carrying out his threat to attack this country. This is for Bin Khalid. The race is... Uh on the clock is ticking 24 legacy uh, jack bauer i don't believe is in this uh key for sutherland uh so this is uh, the latest in the uh i guess the 24 universe and uh they're trying to stop a devastating terrorist attack on the united states soil uh the next one here again on netflix see if you can figure out what this one is graham 2017 a world divided with only one thing that can unite us all. No, not that. Sharks. Why is it always going to be sharks? <laughs> Sharknado 5, global swarming. I, I'm, I kind of despair for humanity just a little bit right now. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Uh, Ian Sterling. Uh, is in it, uh, of course, uh, from Beverly Hills 90210. He's been in all the Sharknados. Tara Reid uh, reprising her role. Uh, this one also has Dolph Lundgren and Olivia Newton-John. Do you ever get the feeling that maybe some of these people just owe people money? Oh, yeah. Like it's There's too- no question. There's no question. If you've ever seen any of these Sharknado movies, you know what they're all about. If you haven't, you got to check out one. It's probably the stupidest, silliest movie you'll ever watch, but it's kind of fun. Okay. You know what? I'll, I'll have to watch one through four just to catch up. You're not going to watch them, are you? No. No. Next up, fun with Dick and Jane with Jim Carrey. Our savings, our pension, everything is gone. We may be in a little bit of a pickle, Dick. Our lawn was repossessed today. I didn't even know they could do that. We followed the rules, and we got screwed. Want to grab a cup of coffee while we're in here? Ice mocha sounds nice. All right, everybody. Two ice mochas. Let's go. Move it. Ah! You okay, hon? I'm okay. All right. Nobody's trying to follow us. Because we're desperate criminals. We're crazy people. Are these non-fat muffins? Are they non-fat muffins? I think so. Oh, Jim Carrey and uh, Taya Leone uh, using the old 50s fun with uh, Dick and Jane, but in more contemporary setting. They've uh, lost the American dream and uh, have resorted to robbing banks. Seems like a good way to go about it. Like it's, you know, it's better than a 401k, I guess. It could be. Uh, next up on Netflix, we've got Imposters Season 1. Is that the interaction of two people who don't know each other? Ava, gone. And Catherine, gone. And Mr. Ellis is dead. Or is he? We took the Blooms for a million four. That's one of our five top scores. Are you Ezra Bloom? Who the hell are you? They married the same woman and she took us both. She's out there, probably working some new guy, looking like some new chick. <laughs> Come on, you know you're gorgeous. It's an interesting premise. Uh, basically, this uh, group of uh, con artists, uh, they get into uh, a family, marry uh, the guy, and basically take him for everything he's worth, and then get out. 
Seems like there's a good season of television there. The, you said season one. Is there is there more than one season to this? Uh, apparently so. So this, uh, again, is Imposter season one on Netflix. Uh, loving this next one, uh, the Midnight Special coming on Netflix this week. What do you know about Alton Meyer? You would have fits. Things would break. Cars would shut down, that kind of thing. Others have described seeing things. Did he show you things? Yes. What kinds of things? I wouldn't know where to start. We need to know where he is. This is an awesome movie. Uh, stars Michael Shannon, and uh, basically a father goes on the run to protect his young son and uncover the truth behind the boy's special power. What starts as a race from religious extremists and local law enforcement quickly degenerates. Uh, it is an awesome movie. And you, you haven't seen it. Superpowers. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in. It it's, is yeah. so good. It is so good. I love the ending uh, on that one as well. Uh, also Netflix, uh, The Ritual. Been gutted. Could be hunters out here. Bait, possibly. Or it's the bit they don't show you in the nature documentary. It's a warning. We shouldn't be here. Where the hell are we, Huts? We should pitch the tents. This is ridiculous, man. Luke, you're getting soaked. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. Come on. Again, this is the ritual from Netflix. The deeper you go, the scarier it becomes. I'm not going to give away too much more, but uh, looks like a, a guy's camping trip that uh, doesn't go well. Didn't I see this the first time when it was called The Blair Witch Project? Something like that. Okay. We're uh, going to tell you some more here what's streaming this week. We are, are on Netflix right now. The next one up, uh, very popular series. David Letterman is back and uh, he's got a new series on Netflix called My Guest Needs No Introduction. Uh, this week he interviews George Clooney. Uh, the, the purpose of your life is now not you. It's the... It's very odd. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, before uh, I had the twins, I felt that about her. I felt that I met someone who I would absolutely, you know, trade uh, my life for. You know, I would, uh, I've met someone that her life meant more to me than my mm-hmm. life. And I never had that experience before. That uh, was George Clooney. He's being interviewed with uh, by David Letterman on my next guest needs no introduction. Uh, when we come back from the break, travel app of the week. Stay tuned. You're back with the app show. We've uh, got uh, one of our co-hosts uh, on special assignment down in Honduras. I don't know if it's so much a special assignment or she's just trying to run away. Uh, Christina Stoyanova has got our travel app of the week. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Uh, we're great. Super sunny up here, super hot. So uh, you are missing out big time. Yeah, I feel like you're full of it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. What uh, what app do you have for us this week? Uh, this week I have the Wolfram app. So obviously I'm in a sunny location and getting burnt is pretty much the worst way to spend your vacation. So uh, this one actually helps you calculate how long your skin can be exposed to the sun without burning based on your skin type, the location you're in, and the time you're spending in the sun. It'll even recommend a level of sun protection factor, or SPF, so that you can put the appropriate sunscreen on. I like this. Uh, The name of the app again? It's Wolfram Sun Exposure. Uh, so it, it actually can tell me, a middle-aged white guy, uh, how much sun I should be getting, which is probably close to not much. 
yeah, you're pretty fair, so I would just stay away from the sun altogether. And Graham, don't even look at the sun. Well, no, see, I just, I just punched myself into the app, and it recommended that I put a sunscreen on at night. So, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And uh, how much does so this, this one cost? this one's really cool. This one costs 99 cents. It's only available on iOS, though, so uh, Android users, you'll have to look for something equivalent. Um, but I think it's the best 99 cents you can spend on vacation to keep yourself from turning into a crisp lobster. Uh, this would actually be a good thing because typically when I go on sun vacations uh, or in the summertime, I end up uh, burning myself because I'm not paying attention. So knowledge is power, I guess. Yes, it is power. And definitely this is going to make you more aware of how much time you're spending in the sun uh, just by doing all those calculations for you. And of course, factoring in the type of skin that you have, which is so important because uh, not everyone's going to burn it at the same rate. No, some of us sooner than uh, others. Uh, thanks so much, Christina. Thank you. Get connected. 10 a.m. every Saturday. Check it out. For Mike, Christine, and Graham, we're signing off for the App Show. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.